We're Welcome back. to the Union Fitness Podcast, baby. And we're the three best friends that anyone could ever have. have. <laughs> I'm Jared. I'm Is Kurt. It? We're back. It feels good to be back in here, man. It's it been, uh, what, like a couple months, month and a half? Yeah, I don't, it's I don't been really a know. While. I, I forget. But um, we, we have some stuff to catch up on. Yeah, um, a bunch of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Hope everybody had a, you know, happy holidays, happy new year. Everybody's been safe and healthy with the virus going around. Yep, for sure, for sure. Hope everybody has their plan of attack. We will say ready for the for the new year, and uh, things are starting off on the right foot. Um, so, what we're going to do today, I think, is, is something that we wanted to do um, previously. Jared and I both did a powerlifting meet a couple months ago. His was in what'd you do? Uh, October. October. You did yeah, it, it Halloween. Was, yeah. Yeah. Yours was on Halloween. Man, and lockdown was long. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why I'm so pasty looking. We'll uh, get into we'll that. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Jared had a meet on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It went pretty well, and then a week later, a week later, my meet. Yeah, my you had, meet, you, yeah. You were the next one. Yeah. And um, so we have a little bit of footage. We're gonna do a quick meet recap. We won't spend too much time on it, um, but we're gonna talk about what went right what could have gone better mm-hmm. nothing ever really truly goes wrong because you're always learning something and taking something away from from every experience yeah. whether it's good or bad so um just some things to build off of in the future and uh how we're going to approach our training going forward we'll say yeah um anything you want to add we'll start with yours first anything you want to add overall about yours before we really get into anything um man i think so I was really looking – I felt – this was probably the best I've ever felt going into a meet, definitely. Um, I think – like I do like a small weight cut going into my meet. I didn't even really have to do anything for that. Um, at Like all my uh, heavy attempts were moving really well in training. Um, no aches or pains, you mm-hmm. know, for once. Usually mm-hmm. you have something you're usually trying to deal with. Yeah, always. So, yeah, no, overall everything was feeling really good. So, yeah, best I felt going into a meet um, especially on squats squats usually like my make or break lift mm-hmm. um, I usually go one or two for three in squats okay <laughs> yeah okay thug life yeah and yep. I, I went one for three in this meet okay <laughs> typical Jared fashion <laughs> yep right didn't change it um, but I uh, I felt really good leading up to it so uh, yeah I guess we just dive into it okay let's dive into it um, so this was you know this was here at Union Fitness mm-hmm yep it was the first actual cold day of the season. So, yeah. you know, Mother Nature was like, hey, people have to lift outside. I got you. Hold my, hold my beer. So this is actually my third attempt. Um, so I got three white lights on 429 or something. Then I got two reds on 440, uh, and they said the bar was too low on my back. So I went up to 463. So dropped it down, felt like I sunk it, came back up. So this was your third attempt? This is my third attempt. Okay. So I got two reds. Okay, um, and this was for bar position? Yeah, do you right? remember this? I do. So, I, yeah. on my first attempt, they gave me my whites, and somebody came up, and they were like, hey, I just want to let you know the bar is too low on your back. Um, and I asked what that meant. They were like, it's not allowed to be below your posterior delts. And I was like, oh, it, it wasn't, I promise, but okay, I'll do <laughs> something about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get red-lighted. So, on my second attempt, I put it up higher, like middle of my trap-ish, above my posterior delts. I go down, come back up, two reds. Girl comes up to me. I told you you had to put the bar high up on your back. It's still too low. I argued with her. I got yelled at by the head judge for arguing. <laughs> they sent me back, and I was like, screw it. That was easy. Like, I'm going up again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. 
Um, so I went for uh, a PR, which was the 463. And it moved easy. It moved, yeah, really. Easy. Easy. I honestly felt like I could have done 10 or 20 pounds more, no problem. It looked like a second attempt, yeah, honestly. It, it really did. so good. And depth, depth was good. Depth was not an issue. Yeah, it's, it's fun when you can see depth being good from the front. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know? That is such a strange thing because, and you know, maybe this is on... So I... So, I talked to them about it because I know my bar position wasn't too low on my back, right? I've seen it much and lower. all the yeah. the judges were giving me different reasons. Like, um, when I'd be like, no, the bar was right here. Well, it was too low. Well, you were pitch forward. Well, it slid down when you did this. Stu came up to me after. So, Stu was taking his ref exam. Oh, yeah, yeah, he and was. And he said yeah. he, like, inquired about it. And he said that the, it's not that the bar was too low on my back. Because he said he wanted to give me whites for it, but the guy told him no. So he said it wasn't that the bar was too low. It was that I was pitched forward before I squatted, which is like a safety issue. Okay. Um, which is fine. Like, I totally get that. I, in my opinion, a little nitpicky, but that's something you should yeah. probably tell me the first time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the problem that they told me wasn't the problem that needed fixed. Sure. You know? Yeah. In my opinion. Um, kind of sucks. I missed a PR that mm-hmm. I felt like was easy. But it is what it is. Next time I'll just have our squat. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's one that's one solution. Yeah. I think uh it's very tough because I've never been a judge. Oh, for and sure. And there's a reason that I've never been a judge because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to make those kinds of calls, yeah. right? Maybe one day down the line. But um so so I can't really sit here and say this or that. But um I, I if that is a legitimate rule, mm-hmm. and if that's what they were legitimately getting you for and they hold that standard to every athlete lifting mm-hmm. because I've seen some athletes that are lifting with the bar way lower than I've seen you lift with it. And, um, so as long as everybody's being held to that standard, you know, yeah. that that's one thing. Also, if they're getting you for something else, but telling you something different, exactly, then that's kind of a yeah. problem. So I don't think it was clear between the judges themselves. I don't know. I think a couple of people were taking their tests and one person was kind of saying like, hey, this was the call, mm-hmm. but not giving reasoning for it. So I didn't get exactly the reasoning that they were totally looking for, mm-hmm. which kind of sucked because then I couldn't fix it. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. And well, I will say that um, Doug and Candy and their whole crew are always great. Oh, yeah. No, they're and, fantastic. Um, you know, and, and nobody's going to be perfect, right? No, nobody's going to be perfect. This is still sport that uh, that we sign up for understanding that there will be mistakes on both yeah, ends but, but that's the thing too like it yeah. didn't like ruin my day like i was <laughs> right. happy i squatted it it felt right. easy i got red lighted so exactly. what like there's another day exactly to move weight it's not a big deal i applaud you for that um, i really do sucks like i technically didn't get the total i wanted or whatever but like yeah i mean it felt good to be able to move 463 like that so and that's the that's the thing to take away from it you know what i mean is uh you know that that's that's there and you had a short meat prep too Right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, so it I... Was, it was like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really yeah. have a long meat prep at all. Um, so to know that that's there when conditions aren't perfect, and it was 40 degrees that day. It was yeah. it was maybe 50 in that tent. Look at this. She's shaking her head before he even starts to squat. The judge on the right here, watch her. She's shaking her head before he even starts to squat. Like, she's nodding her head. Like, they're approving the bar position, right? And then look at her start shaking her head now. Like, she's shaking her head no before you even backed out. Now, that that must be, like, torso position that she's referring I, to, right? I, I, I don't know. I was never told that until, like, Stu came up to me the next day to explain oh, okay. that to me. So, Jared, coach us up. 
coach yourself up, how would you have handled that differently now? As far as? Well, I think we all know that at these meets, when you argue, especially after a first attempt, <laughs> and then right. a second attempt, you ain't hitting the third, yeah. and then the lights are not going to be very kind for the rest of the event. Yeah. So coach yourself up. How would you, how would you change that? Um, I guess that's hard on that case because I truly didn't understand what I was being called for because I felt like the bar wasn't too low on my back. So I didn't understand the pitch forward call because it wasn't explained to me. Mm -hmm. um, definitely regretted arguing after my second attempt because I got shooed backwards pretty quickly. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I got told the call was the call. Move on. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> so that's just one of those things where, hey, maybe – Maybe you wouldn't have done it differently. Maybe you just would have rolled with it. You, n you now know what you know. And then going forward, if you're ever in that situation again, maybe ask ask so more questions. I think, I think a better way to go about it, though, is, like, ask people, like, don't argue, but ask, like, what, well, what can I do to fix it next time? And that might gotcha. prod a better answer mm -hmm. instead of <laughs> – might prod a better answer from people. Uh, instead of like making them feel defensive about a call that they had, which was never my intention. I was just frustrated because I just sure. stopped squatting. Sure. So I didn't film my bench. I actually didn't really train my bench at all going into this meet. Hold up. Was that on purpose? What, what? is this? What? Just miraculously did a meet and don't have a bench oh, video. Oh, it was a, it was a squat we, pool meet. That's when, it. <laughs> when we both hate benching, there's not a bench video. <laughs> actually, I don't have any of the bench videos from the meet. But I didn't get to train bench for the meet, really. I uh, hurt my pec like six months back, and then – just been trying to do stuff to rehab it uh like the whole way through so i think i ended up benching like 290 or something mm -hmm. which isn't isn't the the most ideal thing i hit 315 the other day though which was nice so good back good. into three play club but so deadlift um i my goal was to pull 600 or more in the meet and i finally cracked 600 in the meet so um what is that on that bar right that there? that was 600 oh nice yeah so it was the first time i ever got 600 in a meet uh josh was helping me out and uh i went 573 went relatively smoothly a uh -huh. uh, little hitch in the giddy up at the bottom but he was like just go to 600 mm -hmm. like don't go above it don't go below it just get it Good and call. Then if it moves well we'll go up and yeah. then uh i missed 617 afterwards okay so yeah um i was really like really psyched about that because that was my goal to hit 600 in a meet nice um and finally did it. Yeah. So, do you think that the do you think the weather played a role in anybody's day, anybody's performance, so or I, yours maybe? I don't know. Um, kind of weird. I feel like because the weather was crappy, um, it kind of took my mind off of like I couldn't get in my head as much. Mm -hmm. Like I do well, so I just PR'd my deadlift. I think I sent you the video recently. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like training outside <laughs> in the snow and stuff, like I was that's the best I've ever felt lifting, and I think mm -hmm. it just takes my mind off of like. I don't know, overthinking things. Interesting. So I think it actually helped, to be that's honest cool. with you. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, all right, so uh, taking what you know, what you did from the meet, what you got from the meet, what are you going to apply going forward, whether it's mindset, whether it's something physical with your training, what are your biggest takeaways from your performance and that experience? So for me, um, one thing I learned is I was super fatigued going into my deadlift okay. from my squats. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if anybody else gets this way. I feel like a lot of people do because nobody ever seems to hit the deadlift they want at the mm -hmm. end of the meet. Mm -hmm. But what my coach and I plan to do now is we now train squats and deadlifts 
both like on the same day um, okay. to kind of start to build that endurance a little bit. So that was kind of the biggest takeaway for, as far as physical prep goes. Uh, mental prep, I think it's just trying not to let like calls like that get to me, mm-hmm. like with the squat and stuff. And because it, it does mess with you the rest of the yeah. day, it's like exhausting to keep thinking about it. Exactly. You know? That was going to be my question. Do you think that, yes, uh, physical fatigue always plays a role. Yeah. But do you think that some of how you were feeling when you got to your deadlifts was uh, maybe what was weighing on your mind with your squats? Yeah, and maybe sure. thinking of it, thinking about it throughout the, the entirety of the day. Yeah, well, then you start thinking, like, well, you know, I got red-lighted earlier. Like, I can't be red-lighted for this. I got to make sure I do all the things right and instead of just, like, you know, bucking up and lifting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But enough about me, man. Let's get to you, Mr. 2K. Well, time out. <laughs> so what are some of your goals going forward? <laughs> so, what? um... Goals going forward, uh, I'd love to go 9 for 9 in a meet, or at least 8 for 9. I don't even think I've ever done that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something usually <laughs> goes wrong that, in one of the three. That so. would be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to do that. Uh, I think goals going forward, uh, I want to squat within 20 pounds of 500 mm-hmm. here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty close. I want a deadlift, um, so I just hit 635 for a double the other day. Mm-hmm. So I want looked to really like, smooth from what I saw. Yeah, I want to carry that into a meet and hit at least that or more mm-hmm. in a meet, and then bench. My best bench in a meet is 320. I'd love to have that combined with a good squat and a deadlift. I've usually like peaked in one and the others aren't so good. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to kind of put it all together and have like a 480-ish squat, 320-ish bench, and 630-ish deadlift in nice. a meet, which would be nice. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very doable for you. I, I mean, I, I've, so. I've seen you lift in the gym and and at meets and. It's all very, very doable stuff. So it just takes time. That's takes all time. it is, man. You know it's just I mean? fun. Like, if, if you're not having fun with it, like if you just get salty about every meet you do because <laughs> you don't perform like you did in the gym, then it's stupid to go do yeah. it because you're just going to be mad every time. Like You just got to go have fun. In the end, we're just lifting weights. <laughs> it, yes, you yes. Know? Like, and you got to be challenged. Yeah. That's where the growth occurs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, no, that's, that's cool, man. It, it was fun to see you compete in person. And uh, I think Josh did a great job of handling you. Dude, Josh Conroy is the man. Yeah. That's the first positive thing we've ever said about him on here. Probably we should take it back. <laughs> I think so. We had a we had a bet, right? And it didn't yeah. matter if it was in the gym mm-hmm. or or in a meet. Mm-hmm. I bet you that I could hit 800 before you hit 635. Is that it what was it was? Something like that, yeah. And then you doubled 635 I doubled in the 635, gym, like yeah. two weeks after a meet, or no? A no, mo- it was a month week, after, right? Yeah, yeah, a month after okay. a meet. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, okay, it was, you it was got feeling me. good. It was New Year's, and I was like. I'm just going to YOLO this real quick because I, I felt good. And I picked uh, it up and then did a double. If I did that right now, I would lose a hamstring <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's why you got three on each leg. <laughs> you got three? Yeah, you do. You have three on each leg. Well, yeah. Biceps yeah. femoris, your semi-tendinosis, if and you, your semi-membranosis. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget the tendinosis. Are you full of shit right now, or is that no? Not no, that's right? true. You have yeah. Three hamstrings muscles. Yeah. Technically, the biceps femoris has two muscle bellies, so you could argue mm-hmm. four. I mean, it's one muscle, but it kind of has two heads on it. Yeah. Science. So you got like a hydra for a hamstring. So your, your hamstring. I don't. Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're doing. I'm actually, so I think, good. <laughs> missing one on my left leg. I tore it a long time ago. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. So when someone says in sports they tore their hamstring, they got them all or they got one? They, 
they tore probably one of yeah, them. Yeah, one and of them. And usually, yeah. I'm pretty sure usually it's the biceps uh, femoris muscle. Usually the the bigger the bigger bellies, right? Usually what yeah. happens. Yeah. I think that's usually the most commonly torn one. Yeah. I could be wrong. Fascinating. <laughs> it's actually harder to rehab a hamstring tear, like a really bad hamstring tear, than uh, like ACL tears and stuff anymore because surgeries are so good now. Mm-hmm. And people can come back pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is why we keep this guy on here. <laughs> stupid questions? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> stupid questions get stupid answers. All right, Curtis, show us your meat. Uh, okay, where do we begin? Uh, all right, felt good. Um, I was nervous. Look, they didn't even address the straps for you. This was the most nervous I think I've been in a long, long time to compete because I knew what I was capable of. And I knew for the first time in my life I was going for – uh, a super, super big goal of mine that I've had since I began this powerlifting nonsense. This is my third attempt of 804 pounds on the bar. Casey's lining me up. Um, the bar, the rack height felt abnormally low. And come to find out, I think they accidentally messed up my rack height for this third attempt. So I had trouble setting my feet. I'm moving around. I'm trying to find it. And I couldn't quite get my hips under me. So I kind of over-exaggerated and fell back when I unracked. Uh, stepping backwards with 800 pounds is pretty scary. I've done some really crazy things in my life, and that was probably one of the scariest things that has ever happened to me because I didn't know if the dude yeah. was going to catch me or not. Luckily, so he did. Thanks you, to that guy. You, get, you know that guy? Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you get one re-rack, all right? So I messed that re-rack up. I re-racked the bar. I stepped back under. In my mind, I said... I don't know if I can do this. And I've never said that. But you had the set of stones to get back underneath it. <laughs> I heard my dad, even though he wasn't in the audience, he said, boy, get under that bar. So I stood up with it. I took a breath. And I went down. I was shaking like a leaf. And I heard somebody yell up. And I stood up. That's just, I mean, to move 800-some pounds like that. Is, is there any way we can unmute that? Is uh, can, we, can we do that or no? Um, because the the sound of everything kind of just like puts into perspective what was going on. Um, I'm not even, I'm not even going to talk about this. You can hear my wife, you can hear Liz. Mm -hmm. She's like, come on, you got this. And she hundred percent knew I could do it, which was the weirdest thing. She said she wasn't really nervous. At all. Even after the, even the after wobbling. the fall, she yeah. said hundred percent. She knew I could do it. I mean, I've watched you move weights before me. Go get it. To be honest Let's go. With like nervous that you could swim. Come on. 
can still kind of feel it, like yeah. in my in my body. That's you know cool. what I mean? Um, like the weight, like you just feel like a giant weight on. Yeah, you. Yeah, I can just, I can, yes, I can just feel everything, like it just happened, and it's, it's so cool. That's probably the coolest thing. You know, I don't, I'm not the guy to sit here and be like, oh, dude, I did this or I did that. But uh, to this day, that's that's the coolest experience I've had uh, in my years of powerlifting, and that right there is what it's all about. Every single day that you don't want to go in the gym. And every time you leave and you feel like a sack of shit and you're questioning yourself and you're thinking about quitting and then, you know, you're, even your close loved ones don't even understand why you're doing what you do. And it's because of that right there. Those like, however long that was, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like it was three seconds, mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> that was probably like 40 seconds. <laughs> and I want to apologize to the guy who was on deck after me, probably sitting in wraps, yeah. waiting for me to get done. I wanna, suffering. Yeah. I want to, I want to apologize, but I, I, I hope he understands but, but what I went through. But shout out to Liz for just having yeah. your back right there. Man, that was that was special. It really was. It's weird because uh, visual visualization is a practice that uh, is something I try to practice uh, quite often, especially training for a meet. And um, I did it, you know, I usually do it like when I'm laying in bed at night. I'll go to bed, I'll sit there, and I'll take five to ten minutes, and I will visualize things that, I want to complete or, or I want to be successful at. And um, all of all of meat prep, what I was doing is I was visualizing myself in my training session that I would have for the next day. So if I was laying in bed on a Wednesday night and I deadlift on Thursdays, I was visualizing myself having a successful deadlift day. And I was visualizing myself in the cues that I needed in order to perform a successful deadlift. So luckily, I've competed at that facility before, and I knew where the squat rack was going to be. I knew what the crowd was going to look like. I knew where the warm-up room was, the chalk bowl, everything. And uh, when I was getting closer to the meet, I would lay down, and I would visualize myself hitting 804 pounds. Um, that, I did not visualize it like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> when I think of myself, and, and looking back, <laughs> Uh, thinking of myself hitting an 800-pound squat, it never included that. Yeah. But that's something, you know, I always talk about, and we've talked about this before, controlling the variables. Uh, There's always going to be things in uh, sports or or life or whatever that you can control and that you cannot control. You can't stress over the things you cannot control. Yeah. Right? But if you prepare to the best of your abilities and focus every day on controlling the, the small things that you repeatedly can then when something unexpected happens you'll be more likely to to be successful right you'll be more likely to overcome that situation so i think that's the i think that's what what got me out of that is you know i controlled the things i could control and i knew that if i just took a breath and relaxed and just you know kind of set myself back up that my training would take over and my natural instincts would take over. And that's what happened. Yeah. I think like going off of that too, a little bit, not to rabbit trail while we're in the middle of meat recap, but um, you know, we talk about variables we can't control. One excuse that you hear for people's goals right now is this virus. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. the gym's closed. Like because of the virus, I can't, you know, lose weight or I'm, I'm not going to get any stronger. I'm not going to do all this stuff. That's the same. Like nobody can control that right now. <laughs> right. Like that's, <laughs> you can still like do something to reach your goals. You just got to take it as a variable that you can't control and control what you can mm-hmm. and take step towards your goals in, in that way. You yeah, know? Exactly. Right. 
Um, the other thing I want to say, not related to that at all, is in that video, the one thing I noticed is your ability to brace before you squat. Mm. I've never seen anybody do it as well as you, mm. honestly. Like Appreciate the way that. like you fill your belt, you brace your trunk before you go to squat. Like there is no, you do not see your trunk wobble at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people could definitely take notes oh, man. <laughs> from watching you do I that. I appreciate that. Um, and I know you, you practice it a lot and you preach it a lot. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, people should really watch, it, especially that video, because that's a max attempt. That's 804 yeah. pounds on you. Well, um, that's something that uh, that my friend and train partner, uh, Jabez Burford, mm -hmm. when I first moved up, even before I moved up here, he was like, dude, your unrack is is not as good as it could be, and you're not able to tie your lats into your hips. So we worked on my unrack and we worked on how to expand and fill up and get that get that bar where I could use the weight of the bar to pull my body down, compress my body. So it's a it's a strong cylinder. Mm -hmm. And I it, you know, just uh that's a couple years worth of, of practice that, that just happened right there. So so when you go to uh squat mm -hmm. and you're about to brace, like what are like what do you do physically to to brace your trunk before you squat or deadlift? Well, I think one of the biggest things um, is your belt position and your belt tightness. I think a lot of people go wrong with uh, being able to breathe or not being able to breathe by how, how tight their belt is. So what's like optimal then? Well, I think you need to be able to stick two fingers in a relaxed position, mm -hmm. right? Not, not breathing, not bracing, relaxed with your belt on. Um, sometimes I see belts way too low, like down by the hips. Well, your diaphragm is up above that. Mm -hmm. So we need the belt around probably like the, the largest circumference of where our diaphragm can expand into. Um, but relax two fingers in the belt. That way, when you take your breath, you can push into it. That was a bad representation because my chest, my chest rose, right? But we want to get here. And when I'm taking a breath, I'm not doing this right i'm not up into my shoulders i'm down and out into my midsection yeah so, so using the belt is kind of like a cue too like 100 percent, 100 percent. the if the belt's too tight you can't feel what you're doing but um in training i think it's a good thing to leave it just a hair loose like maybe one or two notches loose on your you know submaximal lifts that way that you can you can practice uh putting that air into the belt in the fronts and the sides. So then when you get a little snugger for competition, you're good to go. It feels great. Yeah, but I think I think just having strong midsection muscles. You know what I mean? Like I'm not talking about getting a shredded six pack like Jared has. Um but Jared has a strong midsection. Like let's not get that wrong. He's ripped and strong. Um but not doing like a hundred crunches a day, you know? Mm -hmm. Put yourself in a position that's gonna be similar to how you're lifting. Yep. So heavy weighted planks, um, front plank, side plank, even uh, if you need to develop abdominal muscles, thick, strong abdominal muscles, sit-ups, heavy leg raises, things like that. So it goes a long way. Do you want to? All right. So come stand like right at the at the edge of the table here. All right. Yeah, right there. Right there? Yep, there you stand. All right. So belt wearing 101. Oh, God. I might have picked the wrong belt. Do you need me to put it on? <laughs> Uh, this will work. All right. Okay. So uh, I see a lot of times people will wear it way down here. He's like right on his hips. Yeah, right on my hip bones. Now, um, you see really big dudes do that, like 300, 400 pounds. And I think they do it to keep 
this out of the way of when they're squatting, right? They're, they're like holding it up yeah. so they can hit depth and or so for deadlifting they can get down to the bar. But for most people, this is way too low. We can't brace into that, okay? So what we need to do is take basically the, the, the largest circumference of our midsection. And that's kind of where we want the center of our belt. Now this right here is just a hair loose. All right, it's just a hair loose, even though, don't make fun of me, that's the last hole on here, okay? Jeez, um, Tubby. But if, I, if I'm using this right now, when I go to breathe into it, if I take a breath and this belt actually starts moving, then that means I'm, I'm breathing up high instead of down into my midsection. So if I take a breath and this belt kind of moves, falls down, watch, then I'm breathing up high. All right, breathe it into my lungs. That's not what we want. That's basically disconnecting our upper half from our lower half. We want to connect everything. Like a, uh, we want to pressurize it like a cylinder, down and out. So when I take a breath and I'm under a bar, I want to fill, not just here, we just don't, we don't just want to get fat. It's not, we're not trying to look dumpy, right? We want to fill out to the front, out to the sides. And then we want to brace into it and hold it. Okay, so that's that's how we want to use a belt. Now, if I can get that right, then I can tighten it one notch, and now I can get a little more out of it. Um, Chris Duffin talks about a soda can. He uses a soda can analogy. Take a soda can, an empty soda can, and put a slight dent in the side of it. If we put it on this, this table right here, we could push it down, and it would collapse, right? Because there's no structure there's no rigidity but take an empty soda can that doesn't have a dent and try to push it down and it's going to take a lot more pressure mm -hmm. to collapse it and that's how we think about our midsection how we breathe that uh, dented soda can would be if we tried to squat in this position right here there's nothing to connect there's there's yeah, you there's have no, no trunk stability at and all that's where we see not only forward and back but side to side in the hips that's where we see a lot of hip shifting going on. I had that problem for a long time. You know that. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally started to realize how to connect everything from uh, basically my, my lats down to my hips and pressurize and breathe, I think that's what you saw on that, on that squat. You can squat 800 pounds. You can squat 800 pounds overnight. Overnight. Yeah. No, but, so. and, and like, don't get it wrong either. Like, a lot of people take that as to mean that you, you push your belly as hard as you can out into the belt. And that, he's not doing that either. Like, he's not just actively trying to shove his belly out, right? He's taking a deep breath. He's using his diaphragm and isometrically contracting his core into the belt. It's, it's all stable. You can do this without a belt, too. A yep. belt is just a good cue when you're training, and it does help you. Um, but, I, I mean, I train beltless completely up until, like, meat prep, com just so I can get used yeah. to bracing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I just did a, a quick video um, on our YouTube channel uh, about breathing and bracing. And it uses a red mini band, a mm -hmm. red micro mini band. Um, you know what? It might not be on there. I don't think it is. I just lied. Yep, I lied. It's on the Instagram there. It's right? on our Instagram. Yeah. And it's, I did a blog. And this is another trick that uh, my good friend Jabez taught me. And he taught Liz. Liz was having, Liz has scoliosis. Mm hmm. And it pained her to squat for a long time. And then he came over to her and noticed that she wasn't breathing 
correctly. And um, yeah, it's down a little bit. For, there it is. There it is right there. I think it. Uh, there was a video on our Instagram, but I guess it didn't get put on there. But basically with that red mini band, it's going to give you feedback. It's yeah. not enough pressure to really uh, restrict you at all. But it's enough to where it gives you feedback and it kind of forces you to learn how, how to breathe. There it is. What's up, guys? God damn. All right. This one's real. What's up, guys? Kurt from Union Fitness coming at you. I bet you're wondering why I have this red minivan around my waist. Well, this is a good trick that my good friend Jabez Burford showed me to teach us how to breathe and brace properly for the squat and the deadlift. Now we see this a lot. Somebody will get under a bar, get in a good position, good unwrap, walk out, and then what they'll do, take a big breath into their chest, shrug the bar up, and then try to get in position. Well, what we want to do, use the band for feedback to fill our obliques, our diaphragm, in a 360 degree circumference. Take a big breath, push into that band all the way around. That's going to set us up for a big, strong squat. Check today's vlog for more details about how to breathe and brace for a strong lift. Here's the blog, which shout out to unionfitness.com, the blog section. You guys put out a new blog every day. It's awesome. You should check it out. There's a lot of great tips and tricks and different things in there. So there you go. Life I like the finger guns, lifting. man. You like that? Yeah, finger guns. Um, but yeah, no, so like, I, I mean, I do use that as a cue for patients, uh, you know, with especially with my patients who have uh, like chronic back pain and mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have like a you can have 40 year old women who have back pain carrying a laundry basket or something mm -hmm. like that or you know um even just going to the gym and lifting weights and none of them have ever been taught how to do that stuff and you know sometimes people don't need taught how to do that stuff mm -hmm. but sometimes just teaching them how to do it i mean I, someone didn't have pain lifting in the gym like i taught somebody how to brace like breathe and brace and they went to the gym the next day and deadlifted <laughs> and had no pain for yeah. the first time in six years that's pretty cool right and it was all because of that that's literally it yeah that's pretty um, cool so, yeah, it goes. It, it's not just uh, it's not just when you're powerlifting. It, it that's life. You know, that's we were designed to breathe through here, right through the diaphragm, right? Yeah, I mean, your di I mean, your diaphragm's literally there <laughs> yeah, to help you yeah, breathe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but there's so many things in life, and uh, so many things that we go through that forces us not to use that, and we can, but we can control it. We try to, you know, we breathe real high. Right. So mm -hmm. there's certain things we can do to, to control ourselves um, and uh, control how we're breathing. So that's a big one. Yeah. I thought there was a ghost in here. It was, it was the, <laughs> it's the key. <laughs> the mystical key. The key has returned. Now we can get it. That's why we haven't been doing podcasts. <laughs> we key. have a key to get in this place. So, uh, I, guess, I think we've uh, yeah, I think we, I <laughs> rabbit think trailed exactly. enough. Let's get onto your bench press. Right, on the bench. On Did the... he throw two of them? I, I think so. He's just throwing. Chuck and change. Oh, no. No, he just tried to put it on their door and it didn't work. Okay. All right. We're going to roll with that if you said there were two. Yeah. All right. So on, on to bench. Um, I, I knew I was capable of a 450-pound bench on, if I was feeling good. And after that squat, I was just so 
mentally and physically exhausted. I just couldn't put it together. I think this is my second attempt. This is your make. Yeah, so this, this is 430. This is my good I lift. I can't stare at this any longer, man. Those legs. You're literally <laughs> reflecting light in my eyes. Hey, nobody said you get extra points for being tan. I, yeah. Do you think they would have given me a good lift on my third attempt if I, I was I think they tanned? just didn't know what button they were pressing. <laughs> so you can see the bar kind of stop right there. The bar slowed down, and that was – I was so tired. I was having issues transitioning from, Dude, from that bottom half. you can see it in your face. Oh, I was not happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had trouble uh, transitioning from that lower half where I'm using a lot of my lats uh, to propel the bar off the off my chest. And then when I transitioned into my triceps, it just it, it wasn't there. I just didn't have it. I was I was just so tired. Um, so that was how much again? That was 430. Okay. That was my my best bench is is 440. So this is your miss. This is uh this is 451 pounds. Way to go for it. Yeah, I, I you know I I knew that if I dug really deep, I could grind it out. I just didn't have that. Some days you just don't have it in yeah. you. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything I could have done to to grind it out. My form didn't feel like it really broke down. So it, you it were just, so close right there too. It, it just it just wasn't there, you know. Yeah. I just legitimately hit a wall, and um, we're gonna do some things to change that going forward. So we're what gonna, kind of things do you feel like you need to work on then? We're gonna build some more meat. See those bony elbows? We're gonna put some more meat around them um, to work those, you know, those elbow extensors. Get them get them a little thicker, so I can transition better from there all the way through the top. Turn those chicken wings into turkey wings. That's it, boy. Dinosaur wings. So uh, we got a we got Trapasaurus gotta... <laughs> Rex over here still has the skinny T Rex arms. So we got to get some we got to get some meat on these guys right here, and that's going to help my bench quite a bit. So I think that's been the number one thing that's really been holding me back. Uh, I feel like I you know my form overall is pretty solid. I just need to get uh, a little bigger and a little stronger. So where was Kurt mentally? So you just hit a PR squat. <laughs> And then you just missed your goal bench press at 451. So, like, mentally going into deadlift, like, where are you at this point before we get there? Well, my only goal of the day was to total 2,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. I didn't care how it happened. So I, I always prepare going into an event with best-case scenario, worst-case scenario. You know, plan A, plan B, plan C. So I had it all mapped out to where I knew what I had to hit, even if my squat – only ended up being like 765 or something, I knew what I had to hit in my other lifts in order to total 2,000. So by hitting 804, that gave me a lot of wiggle room. So when I missed that bench, I kind of shrugged it off. And this just comes with experience, right? Like as a newer lifter, you're not going to be able to think that way. You're going to be flustered. You're going to be... You're, you're not going to be able to be calm. But I've done this in the gym 10,000 times. Exactly. And it's it's almost ruined uh, whole meets for me before, mm -hmm. you know. Same. But in this example, I knew that if I could hit the upper end of my squat, which was around 800, that even if I didn't even if I wasn't perfect on my bench, I could still hit 2,000 pounds with a second-ish attempt deadlift. So, I knew going into deadlifts even if I wasn't feeling perfect, I didn't have to hit a deadlift PR to hit a 2,000-pound total. And that's exactly what happened. Um, at, during my 800-pound squat, uh, I strained my left hamstring a little bit, and it was enough to, you know, to just be in my head when I was deadlifting. So it, it was knotted up feeling, mm -hmm. 
and it felt like it was on the verge that like any second it's gonna pop. it was going to just pop. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I had uh, I had good friends with me and training partners, and they were like, dude, you are right here. Like, if you shut it down right now, you're always going to be like, what if? Like, let's say today is your last meet that you ever do. Are you going to be fine with leaving this meet knowing that you didn't at least try? And I, I wouldn't have been fine. Yeah. So I was warming up. I had to uh, – there was a really good, experienced lifter there named Chris Bridgeford. And he was looking at my deadlift, and he was like, look, man, you're, you're a very vertical shin puller, meaning that a lot, of, uh, a lot of the weight is on my posterior chain. He was like, if you can get your shins a little bit more over the bar when you pull – you're going to be able to use a little bit more of your legs. It's going to take a little bit off of your hamstrings. You might be okay. So my last, like, one or two deadlift warm-ups, that's what I did. And it didn't feel better, but it didn't feel worse. So that's good enough for me. Yeah. So we went into deadlift, and wouldn't you know it, on my opener of 700 pounds, I uh, strained my adductor. And I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't know if it was – you might be able to know. Uh, you might be able to tell the people, you know – does straining my hamstring have a correlation with now what muscles maybe are, are being used in the deadlift? Um, and my, is that a reason why my, my adductor was maybe taking more of the, more of the load? Uh, potentially. I yeah. mean, there's always like, there's always like compensation. Yeah. Um, especially if your, your brain's actively avoiding putting tension through your hamstring. You also, we're at a meet, which means you're maximally exerting yourself. Right. So going through all of those squats, like those muscles are already fatigued, mm -hmm. you know, um, just because your adductor might've felt fine going into deadlift doesn't mean it's not fatigued. And when you're pulling 707, you said yeah. that's yeah. might not be your max, but it's still enough weight, especially after a squat like that to make it go, oh, I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. So there, there could be a thousand different reasons as to why it happened. Compensation, fatigue from the day where you were mentally not being able to get tight, all sorts of sure. things. It was weird because I've never I've never felt that before, and it kind of felt like uh, Velcro was getting pulled apart, mm -hmm. and I was like, uh, I don't know about this. So my first attempt was good. It was slow. It felt heavy, but it was good. And I go over to my training partners, and I'm like, so you mean to tell me I only have to pull 60 more pounds, and I can total 2,000? And they're like, yep. I was like, let's do it. So I did it. It wasn't pretty. Uh, did it. You, you could argue that it, it might have been a soft lockout, which I don't disagree with. Um, I think I was focused so much on my hamstring and my adductor that I just, when I got the bar past my knees, I was, get, I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, I think, I'm, I think I just did this, that when I lock out, I just completely forget about everything else. And um, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a chance that the judges could have called me for a soft lockout on this. But, you know, luckily they didn't. But I would have taken it again on my third attempt if I needed to. He says slow. <laughs> that was fast by most people's standards. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my, my best deadlift is 20 more pounds than that. Yeah. And if the, you know, if the stars would have aligned on this day, I think I was good for an 800-pound deadlift as well. Dude, if you'd have squatted and pulled eight in the same day. That's a goal. That's certainly a goal going forward. But uh, I knew I had to get really tight. I had to brace really hard. I had to pull the slack out of the bar and, and build a lot of tension. My grip had to be right. Luckily, my boy Cody Nygaard in the background was, was telling me what direction I needed to pull the bar, uh, you know, in case I forgot. <laughs> so uh, I probably wouldn't have deadlifted it without him, but who knows. Hang on. We got to <laughs> –
Cody's <laughs> Cody's up is legendary. Oh, it's it's the best up in the game. <laughs> you might see. You could probably hear him. I think you can hear him in this video. It's like, so. I mean, he takes fifty pounds on the bar with his words alone. He he did. He does though. I like, didn't lift that. Like I've yeah. been at meets, undefeated powerlifter by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I've been at meets, and when he yells up, something comes over yeah, you. For sure. Where like up up up, and like That's we all impersonate it. Every everybody that's ever lifted around him. <laughs> And he's watched one of your lifts. Yeah. It's it is as contagious as the Josh Conroy back when you're yeah. benching. <laughs> yep. Back, back, back. Because yep. he wants you to go back. I mean, yeah. it's it was amazing. A plus. I would not have. I, I owe him my life. You know, I would not have deadlifted that without Cody Nygaard. No, that's out. I saw. I saw it get lighter. Yeah. <laughs> so all things considered, that was a uh, to my standards that was a average day, and. Uh, you know, a lot of things could have gone better. Things could have gone worse. But I did what I needed to do. I came in with a game plan, uh, plan A, plan B, plan C. And, um, you know. Got the 2,000 total yeah, done. Yeah, made it happen. So Heck, yeah. I took about two months off of training after that. So now it's time to get back to work. So, so how are you feeling now? I feel good. I, I, my body feels good. Um, it took me a little bit for that adductor to, to recover. I mean, I was feeling it up until a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I, that's, is that a stubborn area to. Yeah. Adductors can be a pain. Yeah. Honestly, There's, they just can be. Yeah. So that was my first time I've ever had to recover for that, but feeling good and uh, have some plans and have some even bigger goals going forward. I think I got a couple more years in this game, so we'll see what happens. A couple more. Yeah, we'll see. Man, I'm going to be lifting weights till I'm like 97. I'll be cheering you on. Thanks, man. If I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's, yeah, that's, it's cool. It's cool to see, it was cool to see you up there on the platform. Like I said, I, I've never seen you compete. Um, well, I have seen you compete, but I didn't know you. Last year's Iron City Oh, Open. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was right before I moved up here. So. Yeah, I went one for three. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my openers and won the meet. <laughs> hey, sometimes I took that. I got an award. Uh, it was like a the certificate for like best lifter. Mm -hmm. It was for best female classic raw lifter. They that's what you want. And that's what I I still have it. It's my nice. favorite award I own. Nice. It's amazing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Award that's you own. Yes. You mean award you won? <laughs> no own. I no. own that award. <laughs> that is my award. Nobody you will, will not take, take that away from me. <laughs> Oh man! Doug apologized to me when he gave it to me. I said, "No, this is way better." Yeah, Doug, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. So yeah, man, we got some. Uh, man, now that we're back in the lab, back in here, we got some cool things that we want to bring your way. Uh, we got some cool ideas going forward. We're gonna talk a little bit about accountability and how we can help you with all of your goals and getting where you want to go. Um, we're also, you know, we're we're gonna talk about having good people in your corner and having 
good people to train with. Yeah, what makes a good training partner? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, you know, a lot of times it's okay to train by yourself. Sometimes you need it. You need to, to deal with your thoughts and, and overcome things on your own. But you're always going to benefit from having good people around you, especially good people who are going through what you're going through and have been there and done that. So that's what we're going to – some things we're going to talk about going forward. Uh, we look forward to, to being back and to, to informing you guys with anything that we can. Again, let us know what kind of smelling salts we need to try <laughs> oh, man. before we open Let's the podcast up. It. Yeah. Uh, and then also, guys, send us your videos, too. Like we'll, We'd be more than happy to do video breakdowns for you no matter what it is, um, talk about things that we see, um, or just congratulate you on being awesome. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, and then if you guys need help with accountability going towards your goals, I mean, we just had New Year's. Everybody has New Year's resolutions, what you're looking forward to in 2021. DM us uh, on Instagram. Our Instagram handles are on here. Uh, you can even just DM the Union Fitness one if you want to. Uh, let us know what your goals are. How can we help keep you accountable, help you progress? Whatever you guys need, just let us know. It's actually something we're going to be diving into. We kind of have, have a strategy and a plan of attack for everybody. So uh, next show, that's something we're going to be diving into. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> so, guys, thanks again for joining in. It's good to be back, and we'll see you on the flip side. We out.